No matter what we face, we must face the moment of truth, baby. And we're back. Another episode of the Stereo Bros Podcast. It's your boy, the purveyor of all things pistachio, pumpkin, and spice. Patagonies and lattes. Greetings, 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 ladies and gentlemen. It's yours truly, Hat Shep. Hi, guys. It's Jazzy. There you go. There you go. Thank y'all for joining us for episode 68 of the podcast. Happy fall to all. Best season to go grab a latte with pumpkin and or pistachio in it. A good sweater. Put the white tees away, especially the dingy ones, respectfully. Please. And all you people in the Bronx, leave your black uptowns home. We don't want to see those. (laughs) They got some low ones coming out in suede, like black suede. What serial killer needs a black (laughs) suede? Low top ups. That's not black suede. Black suede, <laughs> like that, like new book. That's crazy. That's the air one twenty fifth streets. <laughs> That's like I gotta stomp somebody out at five, but I gotta hit the grown and sexy spot at seven. And dead ass, dead ass. Arios. Dead ass. <laughs> Terrible. Um, but we had to jump into a, a semi serious topic here. Um, Dave Chappelle, one of the you know best comedians of all time, dropped a new Netflix special called Closer, um, and it's already gone viral. Haven't seen it in its entirety, but he made two jokes that are being like he probably other jokes, but the two that are being put all over the interwebs and terrestrial radio and being um, protested by the LGBTQ community are one. He said that the, he heard the baby's rant at a concert a while back about homosexual men. And he thought to himself, the baby's wow, this nigga's wow. But then he said, but then he also read that maybe shot a nigga at Walmart and killed him and didn't go to jail. And he said, wow, in this country, you can kill a black man, but you better not offend a gay person's feelings. <laughs> And, you know, that one didn't go over so well with a lot of people. And then the other one was, he said that transsexual women are women, but they have beyond vagina or (laughs) impossible vagina. (laughs) And, you know, these are taken out of context. You know, clearly people are upset about these things. But what I want to just put out there for the interwebs, for the world is like, yo, listen, comedy is comedy. It's not meant to be politically correct and it's not meant to be malicious. But I think if you find, if you're looking for fault with anything, you will find it. If you're looking to be offended, you will be offended. It's 2021. And I feel like comedy is a bit of social commentary, but it's also rooted in you being able to be expressive and to poke fun at social comments and social issues for the furtherance of everyone. You know, I recently saw Joe Coy, and 
he had people opening up for him. One was a gay man that had gay jokes. There was another dude that had some jokes. And then Chelsea Handler made a joke about like waspy white women, right? And about Afghan refugees and how she'd rather a man running to her <laughs> than from her. So she wanted like an Afghan refugee and then people in the crowd looked offended. And she said to the effect of, you waspy white bitches better shut up. You ain't done shit for this country. And I'm sitting there like, <laughs> and the, the waspy white women around me were like, you know, looking at their, their hymns extra offended. But at that same comedy show, I sat in my seats with LaRib and this is at King's Theater, which as I, when I was growing up, the shit was abandoned. So I was hyped to go to King's Theater. Shit was so nice, nice architecture, very well run place. Like we waited outside all of like two seconds. You walk right in through security. It's also a Joe Coy concert. So the crowd is nice and like, you know, anti-Flatbushian, but it's in the middle of Flatbush. And we went to a, <laughs> as had chef Sue rolls her eyes in disgust, um, but no, I'm hyped and I'm going in there and it's a lot of people and I'm not a crowd person. So the river's like, let's get you a drink and some popcorn. I'm like, perfect. So we go get that. And the guy's like, hey, what are you having? You you two look like you, tonight's going to be a great night for you guys. I can feel it. Like It's just like a very good energy in there. And then we go sit in our seats and I'm sitting down laughing with the wife. I'm like, this is going to be so funny. And, and then... I get a, hi, excuse me, hi. Um, are these your seats? <laughs> and I look up, it's a waspy white woman. And um, I don't answer. So then she says, hi, um, I'm not sure if you guys in the right seat. I said, no, no, I am. And then she looks at hers and she's like, but actually when I booked these, I booked this one and the one in front. Oh, sorry. I said, all good. And just kept drinking my Bev, chilling. And then her husband looked like mortified. I don't know if he thought there was going to be more to it, but she sat next to me and motioned for him to sit in front. And he was like, no, you should sit over here with me. And he was avoiding eye contact, but I wasn't even looking at him. I'm looking at the screen where they're previewing all of Joe Coy's merch and I'm not paying him no mind. Right. But that that interaction set the stage for them because how they booked their tickets, every time somebody got into the road, they had to move. So they had to move like 10 times. Right. But it's they were the same ones who were offended by Chelsea Handler's joke. And I feel like there's as much as this country is supposed to be so progressive, there's the microaggressions that smack you in the face at any given time. So. That's why I think comedy is needed because it forces people to hold the mirror to themselves and it'll challenge or affirm your belief in things. But either way, I don't view comedy as a negative because, again, the comedy greats, the George Carlin's, the Adam Sandler's, Will Ferrell. And I, like my comedy, Rushmore, I like a lot of like dry comedy, but I also like the, the social stuff too. Chappelle, Paul Mooney, like these people were great at what they did because they forced you to think they forced you to get uncomfortable with the bs so we had to get back to that and and get off of this cancel culture because they try to cancel jk rowling over the same not the same level of com <laughs> comments right but it's, it's like and he said he said 
these motherfuckers trying to cancel Harry Potter. <laughs> and yeah, that's that's a stretch. It's crazy. I think, I think I I love your perspective because I feel like white Thank people you. have been making jokes about black people. Like you ever see a black guy? Blah blah blah. Like, and that's your perspective. And you know what? Thinking about it from your perspective, that's funny. You know, if you say something that I don't necessarily particularly think is right because I have a different perspective, I may not laugh, but I'm not going to be like, oh, my God, how dare you talk about maybe those are the black people you came into contact with. And that was what you got from that interaction. Like, I felt like people should be especially in comedy. People should be allowed to have an opinion. And especially if they can make you laugh while telling it. Exactly. I um, I'm not a fan of many people, but I am definitely a Dave Chappelle fan, like a fanatic. I think the man is a genius. And what I love about him is that he's an artist, like everyone's learning and being entertained thoroughly at the same time. He has a way because when he came out with Sticks and Stones, and he that's the first time he started really laying into um to that community. I think a lot of us had moments where we were like, yo, we felt some of that to some degree. <laughs> you know? Like, it's true. It's true. And, and, and I always speak what I can stand on. It's just that, you know, he said it himself in that same series. There are white people in that community and they're, and they kind of insulate themselves from, from, um, reproach if you will you know what right. I mean like so so that car is going fast but it ain't going fast because they give a shit about black queers that's not why they, they're going <laughs> like it's going right. because there are white people in it and there's still the intersectionality of privilege and all kinds of stuff so I love that he doesn't give a fuck about whiteness that much that he's willing to take it on because he's I think he's vibrating with a lot of people there I mean I, it it makes when he says it it does make sense and it doesn't mean that you hate a certain community I think that you might just have um you might just I mean everyone has their own beliefs and I, I think it sometimes it's affirming to hear someone not like making just so that you don't think you're going crazy <laughs> you know what I'm saying and I think that also for him as a comedian, like it really is his artistry to do what he wants to do, you know, and he's going to have to accept whatever comes with that. So if you're going to come after this community, you know, you know what the T is, then I think he's prepared to receive whatever he's going to receive because ultimately he, the biggest he's the perfect be, person for this mission because right. he has the funds and he don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> but on top of that, on top of that, if they did go, I mean, to be honest, if they if all these people are resonating with that message or if it's resonating, I should say, and people go and get this stripped, he would just be they would just be proving him right. You get what I'm saying? Like they would just be proving him right. It would be the biggest aha on Dave's part. You know, he got he literally got people HBO and um, Netflix to stop streaming his shit until someone could give him his rights back. And the the, the general audience like the the world did that for him. It was like we fuck with him. You're not fucking with him. 
You know, and so I'm not, I'm not, uh, this is in no way, obviously, even the fact that I have to make the disclaimer that this is in no way shade to any community or not, but I really want people like hear what I'm saying. You know, there, there is whiteness in that movement. And because there is whiteness in that movement, those people insulate themselves from, from um, criticism. You know what I'm saying? And so we have the same concerns when we were talking about the Jewish community and, and how they were approaching COVID. Then we just had this conversation a couple months ago. It's no we different. Sure. So, you know, it just is what it is. Like, I'm a Dave Stan. I, I appreciate his comedy. I never feel like he's doing this, you know, to harm people, you know. But I but I also do give space and respect to the people who feel like, fuck that, this nigga keeps coming after us. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what else to say. I think that's well put. I think that's well put. And, you know, it is a full... It is pumpkin spice and good sweater season, but it's also, you know, a new season of dating. And I feel like some women somewhere stole the dating rule book because now we've been talking about seasons and rosters and all this shit that, you know, back in my day, they were not privy to. So somebody somewhere snitched. And now I got this earlier and dude was just like, good friend of mine was just like, yo, at what point did you feel like you had to split bills with your lady or, or pay all bills? And I said, what happened? He's like, you know, these chicks out here talking about a man got to be able to pay their bills and buy them a Peloton and all types of shit. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? He's like, yo, these chicks on a second date is just trying to get you to pay their bills and, and pay their kid tuition. And I said, oh, you fucking with chicks that got Tarquells. And it, it, it took us back to our conversations about the Tarquell lady and, and how, as Jazzy would say, but that's her son pay for his school trip and all that type of shit. That was over a year ago. And now you've made it worse. You got- I, I've made it worse. I listened to that episode the other day. The oh, Jazzy High and the Hachepsu homies is out here, you know, standing on what y'all said and trying to get young, innocent men to, you know, not even break bread, to subsidize their life. So what? I'm here just to just to give a quick PSA. Jazzy, are you Jazzy? Are you getting your life subsidized? I mean, I'm not getting my I life subsidized. That is definitely not the case. But right? I wish like, I fire. That's not my reality. That's nuts. <laughs> yeah, no, not just like just like the conversation we were having about first dates at Philippe's, and I was like, this really be happening? People be going to Philippe's? I, I didn't know. But funny enough. Two weeks later, there was a shooting there. Wow. <laughs> the, guy, the guy that got shot was on a first date. I don't know what to be more blown away at. Philippe's having a shooting or all of the first dates actually happening there. <laughs> it's regular Chinese food. But that, that's there has to be a correlation, no? Is there a correlation by Nick, between niggas that are taking women to Philippe's on first date and shooting? I mean, it, it could be, but it's y'all. Y'all said that's her son, PNL. She should, he should pay for her trip. And they've extrapolated that. They've I don't think they extrapolated that. I think that if you are dating a woman and are intending to court her and you want her time and she can't pay for a babysitter, you should give her the $20 to pay for the babysitter. That's going to help you out. <laughs> anyway. Oh, man, that's, that's, that's funny. That's funny. 
But my um, thing is, if you if clearly you're not dating someone of your stature or of your means, if they're looking to you for like, you know, dependence. She is, uh, as we say, um, broke. And at the end of the day, I don't think that any man should be ever guilted. Like, if you want to say, yo, listen, I'm taking you out. I know you need a sitter. I'm going to pay for your sitter. Is lit of your own volition. You know, we said back then, if it's of your own volition, you, you want to do this because you're trying to, you know, you do what you do. That's different. But this expectation of somebody doing that, which you cannot do for yourself, is weird. And I think it's gaslighty and it's dangerous because now you got hardworking black men out here thinking that they're inadequate. And it's this makes me choked up. Like I'm, I'm tearing inside. I but, get the shut the fuck. Because this is, you know, I almost feel like T.O. in that press conference. You know, it's unfair. Okay? It's unfair. Mm-hmm. Right? Like hardworking men should not be guilted into buying Pelotons and Stella McCartney's and 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 fucking two three hundred dollar dinners that are not being expensed because I eat a lot of two three hundred dollar dinners, but it should be expensed. So, but okay, but are the women cooking and cleaning though? Hmm. Are they taking care of the home? They don't even live, like, together. They don't even live together. Oh, they don't live together. Nah, oh, so nah, then, why nah. somebody paying your bills if they don't live with you? I don't know. That's, I don't know how to say. I think you. I no think, more I think It's not. It's. I don't think it makes sense to take an extreme situation of buying pelotons and such, and you know, trying to like make that a general sentiment. It's because a on the scale of things purchase. I don't think there's a number of um, a multitude of women asking for fucking pelotons. You know, right. right. I think the consensus women would like free Pelotons. I think every woman would say, I would like a free Peloton. Or men. That's the more end of the spectrum. They're asking for like Hermes bags, the Birkin specifically. They're asking for Chanel bags. It's just, it's just we get here, we get so we get to this groove right here with with this dating uh segment. Because if it those that mind, you know those that those. What's the saying? If those that mind don't matter, if those that matter don't mind. If you can pay for it, and you're and 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 it's not taking from you to supply it, then then supply it. What's the big deal? And if you aren't comfortable with that, then, then, then switch to another woman. What is the big? What is the big deal? Like, I just don't get it. I feel like there are people who are very willing to drop bread on people. Very, very, very willing. And that's their love language. Maybe gift giving is their love language. Should we, right, of their own should we make them feel like simps because they do that? No. Nah, sure there's a deserving woman somewhere who deserves that. But they always say those that don't ask will not receive. Yeah. Like you could always say no. Why? If yeah. if I know that there's a possibility that you're willing to do this, what's wrong with asking? You're right, fellas. Watch out for these professional panhandlers. <laughs> That's just my PSA on professional panhandlers. Um, all right. So next thing we got to talk about is 
a great series. I was talking to Jazzy about this off air, off mic, but uh, the Korean cinema experience is dope. They do a really good job of like cinematography, really good writing. And if it's a drama, it's no happy ending. Like you don't get the girl. She dead. Nigga. Or if it's like comedy, it's comedy. If it's like K-pop, it's K-pop. Right. Like, and it's very well presented. And then I had the pleasure of watching Squid Game. And um, for those that don't know what that is, Squid Game, I'll give you the basic premise is they go out in this in this series, they find people with a ton of debt, ask them if they want to play a game for money, and then they get there to play the game for money. And it's like childhood games, but the consequences are like literally deadly. Like if you lose that red light, green light, you know, you, you, you're going to get killed. <laughs> and I think, I don't want to give too much of it away, but I think the lesson in there, because they usually have really good lessons, and I always Don't tell us the lesson in Squid no, Games. I'm, I'm not, not done. I'm not going to say the lesson. All I'm going to say okay. is they have really good lessons about everything from race relations to how people see each other and value each other. Um, mm-hmm. And that's really what I feel like comes from that. So my co-hosts are still in it. I don't want to say more than that, but feel free to just touch on what you've gotten from it so far. Well, I... No, no, go ahead. I I will say that the cinematography is is exceptional. Um, I appreciate it. I think that the acting... Acting is always so good in international films. I'm like... I know our actors are good too, but like, what, what's the extra sasson about? Like these guys seem to really be very, very talented actors. From the two episodes that I watched, um, it was a lot. I have a very sensitive spirit, so I can't, I couldn't watch a lot of the gore, but the storyline didn't seem to be missing. Like, I felt like it was pretty, they were building the story pretty well. Um, and so for, just for the sake of how good the story seems to be building, part of me want, would like to see the rest, but it's just so much violence. So I don't know. I don't know. I am somebody that hates to see blood, but I appreciate the kind of cheekiness or like cartoonishness of the yeah. blood so that yeah. it's not like, I feel like in our stuff, it's like, make it look as real as possible. Break the yeah. bone, show how the bone would come out. Like, and I appreciate that them for not doing it in that way. Yeah. Um, but I don't know, like I, I'm looking forward to the end. Can't wait to see what the um, whole lesson is. But I agree with Hatshepsut uh, that, you know, it definitely is a great story to watch build. And, um, you know, I mean, you, you try to predict what was going to happen to like each of the people they're telling you about and how this background will play into their, you know, end. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to the end of that. But I also, I was um, saying what I was saying to, um, PNL is that Parasite was also similar in that it has such a great story at the end so i would recommend people go and watch that too that's a oscar winner um but yeah there you go there you go all right can we get a say word hell yeah you can get a say word well let's go (laughs)
and gentlemen, this is my favorite part of the show. Um, say word for those that don't know is an homage to vintage Brooklyn vernacular. Okay, and so just to make sure we're not using words that don't belong to us, like they ours or whatever. I.e., cap, which PNL is very, very strongly convicted in that it does not belong to us. Okay, that's close to either, man. Whatever. Well, anyway, um, today's word, if you're ready for the word, drum roll, please. <laughs> today's word is spaz. Spaz is both a noun and a verb, okay? Uh, spaz, the verb, is to get really angry, violent, or aggressive with someone. A noun, a person who gets really angry, violent, or aggressive with someone. With any of the stereo brazos, like to use it in a sentence. Well, if nobody's going to volunteer, then I guess. <laughs> don't get it. You know, this is where you shine. So, I can't take this nigga nowhere. He be spazzing. Mm -hmm. Or, this nigga spaz. Mm. This motherfucker stepped on his toe and this motherfucker started spazzing. He That's started fucking out. For, okay, you gave us tenses. Okay, the mm -hmm. category is closed. Tens across the board for you. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, you gave us tenses. Thank you very much. That's right. I mean, it's for the people. It's for the culture, respectfully. Right, right. But you did use it as uh, you did use it as a verb and a noun. Thank you very much, PNL. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank okay. you. So, ladies and gentlemen, spaz. That is your uh, vintage Brooklyn vernacular. Your say word for today. Wow, your friends. There you go. A classic. A classic. Yes. yes. Wow, yeah. courtesy of the So new music, um, you know, on my hunt to find a new R&B person to download their music. I've listened to a lot of Anne Marie, who um, very soulful young lady out of Chicago, has a new song with Chris Brown off a new album. It's called Check For Me. Go check that out. Um, he's fighting a... a case right now but she's a great singer i don't know the the uh the truth or not truth of the facts of that case but she makes great music so go check that out okay um so my new song is new to me it's not <laughs> it's not new but it's an afrobeat artist named tunji ajay and his song is called bring your friends I've been playing it for like the last two days straight. Um, but it, it apparently came out on a body of work from 2016. So I'm super late, but it's new to me. Uh, so maybe it'll be new to you. Uh, I know I'll be criticized for my very popular new music, but. I'd like to highlight the Gallus remix between Chris Brown and Popcon, the unruly god. Okay. I mean, it's new. It's not like an emerging artist or anything that we are trying to build up. Like, I guess that works too. Gallus is still, I guess he's still, 
emerging. So, all right. So, Capella is an emerging artist. This is his right. second big single. Thank you. What was first one? one? Gallus. Uh-huh. <laughs> all right. Yeah, you can go with that. That is That's- dead hilarious. Um, so let's go check those out. It is a big month. It's a uh, lying Libra. I mean, Libra season. Um, the sign that lies most about the least things that they don't have to lie about, but they're known liars. But shout out to Hashepsu. Recently had a nice, you know, B-Day bashment on the rooftop. Shout out to... Vibes, it was Thank vibes. Yeah. Wasn't it nice? It was super nice. Very nice. Very it was beautiful. We had a view. Like you gave uh, us everything. This is I don't know how to I don't know how to give anything else. <laughs> it was lit. Yeah. Um yeah, shout out La Rib. Her birthday is also this week. And of course, yes. Jazz. You know, there's a lot of Libras out there, so this is a shout out bye, to bye. The Libras is Libra season. Get They're, with the winning team, hoes. Get with the winning hello. team. <laughs> Shout out to my Libras that drink White Claws and Rosé and try to keep everything balanced and all it's that. It's about the aesthetic for the Libra. Okay. Like, look at that can. Look at the, it's about the aesthetic and the vibe. Like, Absolutely. come on now. Absolutely. There you go. So go hug a Libra. They're probably somewhere trying to debate shit like professional panhandlers and trying to be objective unnecessarily. But this is their month, so let them be great. <laughs> Thank you. We appreciate. Yeah, I guess so. Um, and our last topic for this week, you know, we're zooming through this episode um, because it's Libra season and they got month-long birthday celebrations and don't really want to record that long, so um <sighs> gotta talk about Atlanta, um, particularly Buckhead, and you know, I'll add some historical context here. Um history with P and L, he knows mad shit. Uh, um <laughs> 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 what's happened in some major cities across the US is that where there is a tax base in the city and a decent enough population, they'll carve off part of that tax base, that income base, and create like a suburb or like a mini city of sorts, such that they concentrate their wealth and income away from the city and pretty much create like an affluent neighborhood to the detriment of the city. This happened in St. Louis, it's happened in Baltimore, and now Buckhead, is experiencing this, and for those that don't know, Buckhead is a is a part of Atlanta. It's like the Fifth Avenue or the Rodeo Drive of Atlanta. And what's happened in the last few years, they've tried this before, but probably in the last three to five years, there's been this, you know, black flight down to Atlanta, you know, all the retired bottle technicians, you know, the folks that couldn't make it in Houston, Atlanta, Charlotte, or just Roots out of the city and want something different. Not going to hate on anybody that moves to Atlanta. But there's been an influx of people moving to Atlanta. And with that has been a perceived spike in crime. I don't know if it's true, but it's a renewed call now to pretty much turn Bucket into its own economic entity, its own city, 
its own municipality. And, um, you know, there's been shootings there, which is, again, it's like the equivalent of them shooting up, you know, Rockefeller Center. That's what's happening. Like the equivalent of that is happening right now in Buckhead. And, you know, people from Chicago moving down there, people from New York, Houston, wherever, moving down there. And, you know, I bring this all up to say that we got to do better as people in terms of um, understanding how economics work and understanding how these things impact us. You know, you shooting at somebody because of a dispute has a trickle down effect of creating another impoverished city because when if and when Buckhead gets split apart, you won't be able to live there, right? And then you'll still be in Atlanta proper poor. And that will be the next flow of generational wealth because they might redline and only give mortgages or, you know, devalue Atlanta at the benefit. Like there's so many economic things that can go along with that, that then lead to bad schools, high crime, like overcriminalization of the area. Like it's a slippery slope that will easily get, you know, slipped if people continue to shoot up places like Buckhead and other areas. So um, one, put the guns down. Two, put the lean down. Three, pick up some better music and stop listening to these songs about nothing that's encouraging you to do a whole lot of nothing. And four, just be cognizant that these things are happening because these things happen in plain sight. They do public meetings, public votes of these things. So yeah, so heads yeah. up. One one thing I I noted in the I had read a similar article or it might have been the same article that came out um, that they were saying Atlanta would lose a significant amount of um, income if they were to succeed, and I'm just like, I'm the irony is, guys, I'm in Atlanta right now in Buckhead. Turn it into his own city. I mean, I've seen black people. I've seen white people. It's a lot more white people. What brings you to Buckhead? Oh, I'm here for a wedding. Ah, oh, okay. I know that wedding. Shout out to them. Yeah. Um, I'm looking for my invite. It's all good. Shout out to them. <laughs> I'm not gonna say anything. No, no, no. no. <laughs> it's all good. Literally, that's the, that's the bro god. The happy bro, bro. That's the congratulations, bro. the bro. Congratulations, yeah, yeah. Salute, love, bro. Salute, salute, salute. Um, but yes. So those are the economics at play. I don't know if Hashepsu would like to add anything to the conversation around. Um you know, what we're talking about in terms of the forces at play in terms of crime and... But, like, as you say that, right, and we were just talking about Philippe's getting shot up. This is now Fifth Avenue. The difference in here and, I guess, New York is that, like, people can't afford to live on Fifth Avenue. They can drive there and go to the restaurant, but, like, they're not that close. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like this is 
I don't know, because I, I am one of those people that like I find a really nice thing and then someone tells the hood and then the hood shows up and they ruin it and I get really, really upset. <laughs> so I can understand, I can sympathize with people who are like, yo, the quality of my shit is going down. You know what I mean? Um, and we don't want to see any depreciation in, in in areas where people have invested, you know, their their livelihoods. But um I guess for me, the question is what, why the separation? What are you trying to distinguish yourself from? You know what I mean? Like what, like, like what, what's propelling this? Is it, I, I mean, granted they said whatever lewd behavior that's happening, but um, I just want to know what the emphasis for the, for wanting the distinction. I think for them, it's an opportunity to benefit from pretty much if they can, take away having to share their their tax pot with metro atlanta then they can basically put more into their own community because what a lot of big cities and states do is they have some type of mechanism where tax proceeds are shared and it's mostly property taxes i know you do it in jersey where it's just like the richest counties in jersey get less per capita per student because it's redistributed into a pot that's sent to like impoverished neighborhoods so if they can pull away, in theory, they can get more money trickled back down to them because their property taxes and everything would, you know, would stay within the community. And in theory, they could try to have to share less taxes, but also it would be separate police, which they probably already have separate police, but it's also like buckhead is buckhead, keep that ghetto shit over there. And I think about examples in Brooklyn, where it's just like, I used to go to a great spot called Pecan, went there for years. Jazzy put us onto that spot and we was going there for years, great boozy brunch. And then the menu changed and the crowd changed. And it went from like, I'm sitting there with Lil Rib, drinking our two for one drinks, a happy hour with the manager. And another- The frozen margaritas used to slap. Another couple walks Black. in and- Ooh, My bad. I must've posted it on Facebook. <laughs> I don't know. That but was a season. If you were there time, at the same time Alberta was hitting. Alberta was hitting too. Oh my god. A, Friday I would start at Pecan and then Saturday go to either Alberta or Pecan for, for brunch. But mm-hmm. I know Friday we we would get the calamari, the wings, two for one drinks, two times, and then start our Friday. And I never forget we was doing our two for one thing. And we bought the two for one drinks. I said, I'll have the two for one drinks. Let's get, uh, let's do two frozen mango. And his dude and his chick looked like, oh, these niggas is doing two for one drinks. He, he didn't say it, but he looked like it. And, you know, he had the newest Jordans on and she had the newest bag that the rapper told her to buy. And they sat down. Mind you, they're at the bar. So we're at the bar. And she's like, yeah, I'll have the fish and chips, uh, the salmon, um, let me do a bottle of Moscato. Actually, I don't need a bottle. Um, and they're looking at us while they order it. And I'm sitting there laughing like, okay. And so then they order and <laughs> the entrees come out and, well, all the food comes out, but the entree come, you know, you order salmon. And then he goes to the manager. He's like, oh, excuse me. I ordered the salmon. He's like, yeah, it's salmon. He's like, it don't come with the rice? <laughs> He's like, no, everything is a la carte. He was like, huh? Because, like, if you want sides, you have to order them. So I bust out laughing. Like, when trying to be cool makes you look tacky. And that was the beginning of the end of Flatbush because then Woodlands 
at the time was a relatively quiet spot where on the Thursday you can get some good drinks and then go to Sugarcane for a good meal in between, you know, the rude staff there, you'd actually get like a pretty good meal. The food there is good, but it gets crowded too fast. This is pre-bleachers. And then the next thing you know, at Woodlands, you know, people are throwing up while twerking, twerking in between tables and they shot them out of the bed on 6th Avenue. There's been plenty of fights on 6th Avenue. Yeah, they, 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 were, they were also throwing up into their pocketbooks. You should, don't forget that. Yes, throwing up in pocketbooks. <laughs> well, Woodland, it was so crazy to see that transition. When Woodland opened, it was mad, like, white tablecloth, you know, farm to table, yes. goodness. And, and then it was that. The last time it I went was. there, it was from, uh, I had a boy in town visiting, and the bouncer was like, yo, stand there. Yo, you can't. I'm just like, fam, like, what are we doing? Like, why are you so, why are you so jumpy? And then he's like, yo, who you talking to? And my man was with me. He was like, yo, chill. And my man went there a lot. He was like, yo, um, not so good. It's just that it's mad. Like, I guess his job was to keep the area clear. But that's like ghetto shit. Like, I don't go to places where motherfuckers is like, you can't stand here. I'm, I'm, I'm drinking a drink standing in this crowded place. Fuck you want me to go? Mm-hmm. And um, I just seen like people, I'm waiting for a drink and some tacky drummer come, we'll have two drinks and the friend's like, oh, sorry. I'm like, listen, if, if she chooses to, you know, move like that, you know, Godspeed, right? Sometimes I guess you got to go for what you want. And then the other one is like, come on, let's go, you know, with their drinks. I'm looking like, She'll be back in the mail room tomorrow. Like, why is she so hyped at, at brunch? <laughs> like, but the crowd changed. And I don't want to party around people that just, just got their first decent job or people that got something to prove. Like, I'd rather be around. My favorite crowd these days is the motherfuckers with Bluetooths. <laughs> <laughs> like, if Mr. Earl and, and Beth Ann is out, I know it's going to be a good time because they chilling, Right. Or like just people like old time Brooklyn gangsters, old time Brooklyn women with hair salons, like our like our crowd, like a stereo bro type of person. That's who I want to be around because I know the energy is they just trying to have a good time and they just enjoying their burrow for what is becoming. All that extra yeah. shit, I ain't with it. So I can't even go back over there. Well, Willand is closed now, but. They got to the point where the precincts got so many complaints and the community board over there and, you know, Lower Park Slope basically was like, yo, pack these motherfuckers up. They kept calling 311 and getting them fined until they got the motherfuckers shut down. Yep. Right. And then across the street from there was Morgan's, one of the best barbecue spots outside of Texas. Yeah. And I went there when they opened and I told the owner, this, this food here is amazing, sir. This is fucking amazing. We're there for years. Next thing you know, the drinks are coming out slower. You know, different kind of crowd goes there. Now motherfuckers want Henny with their barbecue, and now it's closed. <laughs> so if you if you put that on the logo, so beautifully summed up, PNL, right? So, and you know, all I'm saying with all of that is that it's nothing wrong with saying that you want to elevate away from negative attitudes and then shoot them up, bang bang you know, extra hood mentality. It's okay to keep some some hood in you, 
right? <laughs> but this this thought that you gotta carry some kind of hook gravitas with you is detrimental to you and everyone around you. It does you no good, right? Because I personally don't go to restaurants. I get to the restaurant and the dude is like ID and Pat Frick. I'm like, bro, I'm good. I'm good. Keep that shit. Keep that salty ass food. I'm gonna go over here respectfully. I'm not like, I'm not doing all that, but we allow ourselves to get treated like that. And I think the Buckhead, the Woodlands, wherever, however, it's going to keep happening until, as we say so much on here, we actually demand more for ourselves and just economically, like, yes, still support Black and all that, but what come with that too is let's carry ourselves like the king and queens we are. Yeah, but then how do you discriminate against people that, or not discriminate against, or keep people from the group that you think are the troublemakers, right? Do you, when you come up, you got to be like, so what uh, fraternal organization or uh, sorority do you belong to? What, uh, what, how many degrees do you have? Like, how are we going to make distinctions amongst people as to who is able to get access to this thing? I stay in the house mostly, but when I do go out, and I'm actually reading a book on like black elites right now, you know, all the different elitism markers people use. And, you know, in the field, people do it, people self select, right? Like, I know some black people that went to boarding school that only want to hang out with. Ivy League boarding school kids because that's the only people they feel like they are comfortable with. I know people that, you know, never left their block and only want to associate with people that never left their block. And I know folks that are in the middle and, you know, they can kind of walk in both. And I feel like you got to go with where you're comfortable. I know if I'm out somewhere and people are mad loud and, you know, ordering well done steaks and shit like that, you know, I try to stay away from that. What about medium well? Medium was fine. Medium was fine. I don't even I don't I don't even eat red meat like that. But um, you know, <laughs> even when I'm going to like all of those midtown steakhouses and I'm seeing people in there with their their cameras out like for a birthday, and I don't knock nobody celebrating their birthday at the steakhouse. I'm not knocking that. But it's the um <laughs> and I've seen it so many times. It's like, you know, everybody's ordering, drinking, and then that bill come. And all of the outstretched celebratory arms turn into alligator arms. <laughs> and I think you got to just carry yourself with a certain self-confidence and live within your means, right? So it ties into everything we're talking about, too, around dating. And um, I think because I expect a lot out of myself when I'm out in the world, if I go to a spot and they moving a little too weird, like, oh, it's a one and a half hour wait time to, oh, like a maximum one and a half hour time to eat. And they moving like too crazy with me because they're used to a ghetto crowd. That shit turns me off. And I've walked out of restaurants for that type of stuff because I'm like, ah, you know what? Never mind. Right. Like I've said, to, like I've asked, hey, you know, what is this like, sir? Or. Uh, well, not even, sir, uh, excuse me, I have a lot of tables, so I'll come back. I said, you know what, miss? I'll save you a table. Keep your menu. I'm a dip. It seemed like you're in a bit of a rush, so enjoy. And they hold, I guess sometimes they don't realize the like the demeanor that they're giving off, but I'm like, keep this shit. And I'm walking out, and the person in the front is like, oh, um, 
what happened? I'm like, ask her what happened. You know what I mean? And keep it pushing. So um, I'll end there. But what I will say is, if y'all want to save y'all big cities, y'all got to stop, you know, doing that dumb shit in these big cities. Because if, if Buckhead actually becomes a separate city, Atlanta is going to be St. Louis. And I don't know if y'all want that <laughs> for a lot of different reasons. Because it's going to be a black majority city with a, a very white fiscal and financial power base that you're not going to be able to overturn easily. So my parting words for this thing, if nothing else, yeah, if, maybe they can be an experiment. <laughs> put him in the purge. I don't know. Just let them purge it and squid him it out. <laughs> <laughs> um, my parting words for this week are. I want to see good coats this fall. I want to see good coats. You know I mean, I want to see some good, good coats. I want to see some good coats. Sherlings? Like, what are, what are you thinking? Like, what do you, what do you, you know? I don't want to say too much. minks? What do you want to see? I don't want to see too much. If I say I want to get a Bane coat, I don't want to see a bunch of dudes with dirty Tims and Bane coats. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I, I can't say too much. I'm just going to pop up because fall and spring is when I really get dressed. So... I don't want to say too much. Motherfuckers got got my bean coat on or some shit like that. I mean, so we need the PL full fashion guide. Like, don't put them on to your sauce, but some like respectable sauce that you think they could sauce it with. I'm gonna tell them what not to wear. All right, let's let's okay, retire the Undertaker brunch hat. We can retire that, right? Like, let's get rid of the the Undertaker slash Scarecrow brunch hat. <laughs> pack that up. What um, is that? Well, my is love y'all. The brunch turtleneck, pack that up. Um, the Chelsea boots for brunch, fellas, we could pack that up too. Um, the Brothers of Omega Sci-Fi, we can get our jeans a little bit more fitted these days, fellas. Oh, there's um, the slander. The, the slander. Power. The triple power and the extra baggy jeans, uh, unless you're over 50, fellas, I need you to put some more thought into your outfits and no, no trying to, you know, verbally hound chicks you don't know at brunch just because you were, you know, the big dog on the yard. Um, Kappas, no strolling through brunch in your walk Clyde Fraser outfits, like the brunch vest, pack those up too. Um, Sigmas, Please leave your police uniforms at home. Like, we know you guys are all cops, but no need to wear your police uniform to brunch. Um, Iotas, no need to wear all brown and yellow 24-7 at brunch. Non-Greek men, um, you don't have to put on everything from a designer head to toe to brunch. So we don't need you all offended and dior out because <laughs> it's the latest drip. At brunch, like put some thought into your outfit. You can mix it. You can mix and match designers as long as you put your shit together well. Like I'm wearing a yellow hat with a blue hoodie, but I can throw this shit on with some repping for the Brooklyn Tech engineers. Yeah, and then I can throw on some white, yellow, and blue Adidas with some cool gray, you know, joggers or something, and um, still do what I do. So. Fashion is more about like how you feel and how you put it together versus putting on a b- bunch of names that you 
are trying to impress people because people people who get dressed can tell who can't get dressed. You know what I mean? So yes, put some put some pride into your appearance. And again, to recap, the uh frat jokes were just jokes, but the thing we gotta get rid of a uh, scarecrow undertaker hat, the brunch vest, the black turtleneck, um, and any kind of like space looking shoe. So you know, the fucking McQueens and any of them shoes that look like you wearing Marvin Martian, like space, pack them shits up, my nigga. Because a lot of y'all feet be too big for them shits. And your jeans or your pants don't be properly situated. Like, y'all be looking like you trying too hard. Like, them fucking Balenciaga, like all of them shits that look like you got on these fucking 50 pound anvils on your feet. Pack all them shits up, please, respectfully. I want more for y'all, man, because y'all niggas be looking stupid. The niggas that's actually putting thought into what they're wearing. Y'all niggas look like you got a uniform on. I'm trying too hard uniform, starring you. <laughs> and now you're getting joked on on a podcast. All right, I'm done. Great, great pointers, PNL. Thank you. You're welcome. That was a very extensive, very <laughs> extensive, very thorough list. You have you are a very specific man. Uh, you know. <laughs> um is do I do parting words here? You sure do. Okay, great. Um, so my parting words are to uh oh no, actually, my parting words are that I'm teaching mini flows every Sunday in October. Um, and if you are interested, please head to my Instagram page and you can get all the information that you need. But many flows. So many flows are this is the nickname that I give him. I call them bite-sized flows. What we do is we would take three postures, three or four postures, and I would just teach you how to do those correctly. And then um, um you'd be able to run them, you know, go through them one by one in succession. So that way you create your own mini flow that you can use um in the top of the morning before you go to sleep, you know, specific to the poses but it's designed for the super beginner um you know just the people who have always felt attracted to yoga but do not know where to start do not have the confidence to start so um this is hopefully like a little prereq before their first class and for people who haven't been in the practice for a while and want to come back and just feel like they forgot some form you know it's good for me too so it starts 10 10 at 10 a.m. Sounds fire Yep. Um for the week. Um thought. We we didn't I acknowledge this with, with Head Shep Suit at her birthday, but when we got off the podcast, Head Shep Suit acknowledged that I was doing this wrong. Yeah. I thought I needed to lead with my actions and then let my spirit catch up. But when she said I had it backwards, I had to lead with the spirit mm-hmm. and the actions would follow. It it all fell into place. That's a wise woman, y'all. But y'all knew that from both <laughs> words. Y'all already knew that. But I just thought y'all should hear again how she just be wise and we appreciate her. I mean, get a Libra in your life. Like, why? Like, why are you doing this to yourself? The meals, the fun, the love. Like, hello. I'm so 
love to hear that you are doing well, girl. Okay, we all have have it backwards. Mm -hmm. They want us to have Mm -hmm. it backwards. It's not mind, body, spirit. That's a fucking lie. It's spirit, mind, and body. I'm telling you. And just because you listen to a fucking TED Talk in the morning, that is not your spirit. That's your mind. I do a TED Talk in the morning. You throwing shots at me. No, I listen to TED Talks in the morning too. But what I'm saying is TED TED Talks in the morning are for your mind. They are not for your spirit. Got it. You be knowing it. You know it. So we, get, we wake up and feed our mind. That's why we all frantic out here. Start feeding your spirit first. Try that. So I don't word. Like well, I offer consultations. <laughs> I was dead ass too. That's hilarious. <laughs> um, I mean, it's really, it's, it's really dependent on what your own spiritual practice is and such. It's really specific. Rich rituals to get you in the spirit. That is what religion is. Mm-hmm. It is a ritual. It is a practice done to get you in the spirit. And whatever gets you there, gets you there. Take just, that. Let it, just let it align. Let it resonate. All right. On that note, we're going to wrap episode 68. Seven bros. Unless you had more. No. That's like a perfect... Purpose to end it at episode 68, stereobros.com, underscore, stereo underscore bros, all over your platforms. Holler at us. Make sure you follow, subscribe, tell a friend, tell a friend, all that good stuff. Over and out. No matter what we face, we must face the moment of truth, baby.